That's true. Because if you don't know, if you don't believe that you're better than someone or that you can compete or you're in awe, then you always treat that way. So I was even just saying to him the other day, like yesterday, I said, you had your you had your fifth gear going. Yeah. I said you were the best guy on the ice. So that's something you just have to have all the time. Yeah. Don't wait for it. And then I'll put you on in, in any league. You can be the best guy on the ice. That's a, you can't be in awe of other players. Never. That's that's what I think. That's the biggest, uh, the biggest thing I remember about jumping level to level. If you come into whatever the league is, and you think this guy's better, this guy's, I'm not ready to play with this guy. I'm not this or that or whatever. And you're kind of always looking up. Uh, but like you forget that you're there. Like they picked you to be there whatever and on the one hand it's like there's the development curve and the reality that you are a first-year player and you need to wait your turn kind of thing all that stuff and it's another thing to think that though right to think that you're a first-year guy and you need to wait and that kind of stuff yeah you know i think so. that's your competitive side yeah you compete hard enough but you have to have a belief system yeah you won't compete that hard if you're not don't believe in yourself right so that's why it's always good to check in yeah where you're at interesting yeah Cool. Um, well, I started recording, so I might leave that in because that was kind of a good little piece. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> do you want to? Well, we could just jump right in unless you have something else that you wanted to say. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Um, so this week, this was our first week of our uh, summer of our summer yeah. of the full swing off season, and she was she was busy. Oh my she god, she was yeah. busy. I love it. She was busy. I do too. I'm making a. I make it a concerted, is that the word? Concerted yeah, effort? A, absolutely. It's concerted a word. effort to really um, flash some social media of some of the stuff we're doing because yeah. the quality is just so good, man. Like the, yeah. the in terms of what we're giving the people, like yeah. in terms of the off ice, the on ice, the team that we have assembled to do the teaching, to run the camps and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just, and I know it's obviously biased, like I work here and all that kind of crap, but it's just... I remember being a kid and like when I'm, I'm walking from the, the gym, I walk out there for a second to like see how things are going on the ice. And I'm like, look at this freaking lineup. We got a NHL skills coach, a current junior coach, a former NHL pick and professional hockey player leading the, leading the ice, yeah. two OHLers on the ice. And the kids just get to be around that all day, whether it's the U18s, the U16s, the U15s, the U14s, 13s. Yeah. It's like, what a freaking environment, man. And yeah. all people that actually care. Yeah. And it's like the, the other thing too, I was talking, because I was talking to Justin about this. It's that at this place, like at Powertech, this is our actual job. Yeah, it's like, hard to believe some days. Like, like when we get up and go to work, this is work. It's not, I'm a teacher during the day and right. then I run skills at night or I have a construction company that I work for and then I come do coaching on the side. It's like, this is all we do. Yeah. Like this is what the job, the job is, yeah. you know? And I really want people to see the quality cause I'm so proud of it. Like I just, lo I love being a part of it and it's like m maybe a little bit self-serving and pumping our own tires, but I really do believe in it that much, man. And it was freaking awesome to watch this week. Like just getting it off the ground with from the junior college skates to the, all the triple A kids that are getting ready for draft year and the years a little bit earlier than that. Um, it's, it was just awesome. So I wanted to start with that and get, get kind of get your thoughts on the week. What, anything you have top of mind? I, I, I love, well, you know, I love this. I've been mm -hmm. like, <laughs> it's very funny because guys that start with me, they're always, uh, like, um, like Mitchie's new and he's, uh, played, played in Europe, played, won a couple more cups and all that stuff, but he's, he's new and he coaches uh junior B 
And uh, he was really excited to come out, and he loved his week. But he goes, Andy, this is, might be the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's hard because, first of all, it's hard because, okay, let's say physically it's hard. Like, there's not a lot of people that, like, when people, like, this is what happens, right? People, when they start working or want think they want to work for this place, they see, oh, they see the one hour or the two hours that you're on the ice, and mm. it's good high intensity and stuff, and a lot of teaching or whatever. And they go, oh, man, that'd be cool. I'd like to do that. But then when they actually do it, they forget, or maybe you can't even conceptualize that the, if you saw me at two in the afternoon, I've been doing it since nine in the morning, right? Yep. So what happens is the guys start to work, and the, especially day one, they're like, oh, man, that was good. It's a hard day, though. <laughs> but that was, that was awesome, and they're energized. But then it comes to day three, day four, day five, day 12, day, day 64. Yeah. And then it's a absolute physical beatdown. Like your bodies are sore. Like the boys are going, this is hard. Oh yeah. But I love the physical part. So I, so like just for me from, this has nothing to do with the camps. This is my own personal thing. I changed my workouts for this uh, time of the year for the next six weeks because I'm on the ice so much so I can get in my zone two mm-hmm. and just be there by working and moving around and teaching and being involved so I can stay in the zone two fat burn all day. So now I come in the mornings and I've got four days dedicated, maybe five, to dedicating to lifting weights, but it's not quite as intense. It's just to make sure I'm, yep. I'm, I'm lifting. Keeping it going, right? yeah. So, but, so that adds another element to it, but I, I love it. So anyways, that's the physical side. The mental side is when you go out there, it's... <laughs> Now it's like, okay, you can go out there for eight hours and, and don't have a plan, but we're actually trying to teach all the time where we are. We're demonstrating or we're, we're picking something out so that the kids get as much as they possibly can and try to show here's a game situation. And so I got to think for them and think where their head's at. So the guys on the ice, like our, our, our training staff on the ice, like they're, they're very, very good. So we, like, we break it up into certain things and they just, they're dialed in. So it's like, great so mentally physically it's it's a grind and emotionally a little bit right mm-hmm. but anyways i said all that because i'm so proud of my guys like our guys that are working here because every single guy has been is and has been dialed in for a long period of time with this basically the same purpose of 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 uh helping the kids and and one of the comments that uh that uh nolan and and the other the other guys are saying in the gym that work for you is like they go, it's the best place ever. And we're not just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> we're saying that amongst ourselves. The best place ever because the atmosphere that's created here is uh, off the charts. Like you can't come in here and come out depressed. Yeah. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. Or or you can't come in here and not be more energized or want to come back. But everybody's helping each other. It's like what I was saying about the boxing club. Everyone's here for the right reasons. And and what, what Nolan was saying is that people, the kids don't, it doesn't seem like the kids take it for granted. They actually seem like they appreciate everything they're getting, which makes it even that much better. Yeah. Right. So for week one, I'm, I'm so happy with how the kids, kids have responded, but I'm, I'm part of that is because the staff is so good because every guy here is actually putting their yeah. heart and soul into it, which makes the kids a lot more interested. And we can tell the kids the truth when they're not doing something properly or whatever. So week one was awesome. I love walking into this gym when I'm coming off the ice for a couple minutes and seeing the guys just sweating and the music's loud and they're actually working hard and you and the boys correcting things and stuff. It's like, it's, it's phenomenal, man. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's just so, it's so rewarding. Uh, you, I think your question, <laughs> there was a question where it's like, it doesn't seem like work. It, it doesn't, but it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we have to get results. 
right? But yeah, like like phenomenal, man. And, yeah. and, you know, I heard someone say the other day, well, one of the guys saying that, uh, you know, Andy's getting old. He might want to get out soon. Eh? And it's like, I don't think you know me, boys. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, man. I don't think you know for me. Sure. For sure. If I if it was about me getting old and me getting tired, I would have done this a long time ago. Yeah. I want to do this for a long time because it's so rewarding. Yeah. Well, it's I'll, not just running a little school. Yeah, I know. It's, I know. it's so much more. And I want to talk a little bit about the team thing too. The really nice thing about this summer too, because we've been doing you much longer than me, obviously, but even me for, I've been around it for 10 years now. And uh, the team that we have this year is just, it's so awesome because there's so many different perspectives that we have coming, like guys that have gone every which way. So, so for example, for you, so you played, played in the OHL and then you've been training NHL, college, junior, little guys, all kinds of players all over the place for 20 something years. Then we got Dale. So Dale Mitchell, people might remember his name from uh, locally, at least from when he played with the Windsor Spitfires, the dream team, like 20, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. Eight, nine, eight, nine, nine, ten. Either when I, when they were winning the yeah, two cups, they won a couple of cups in a row. He played with that Windsor team, and then he got drafted to Toronto, played with the Marlies, and then went and played in Denmark. Um, so like, what a perspective that is. Now he's the head coach for the Flyers. Um, Hunter Smith is another name guys might remember. He played with the Oshawa Generals when they won the Memorial Cup. Yeah, and he got drafted second round to Calgary. Yeah, uh, played pro, and now yeah, he's back training with us as well, finishing up school. Another great perspective. And then in the gym, we got four guys that played either major junior junior b ajhl uh, or out east and one was bchl yeah all four now play canadian color played canadian college yeah. one guy played pro last year yeah. another guy um is going into his last year another guy's doing his masters in yeah. hk while he's finishing up playing and it's just like the every path that somebody could have taken yeah we basically got it covered in terms yeah. of the hockey journey, whether it's getting up to the NHL level or almost getting there or not really getting there, but using hockey as a vehicle or whatever. So we have every single, every kind of perspective that you could ask for, except for maybe someone coming from the other side of the globe. We have pretty much yeah. every single perspective that you could want. Like actually working. Actually working for yeah. us. Well, that's right? what makes it, that's what makes it so great for the kids because we get, we get in our typical you know, what do you call it? Water cooler talk in the morning yeah. in between them, yeah. you know, before sessions, after yeah. sessions, a little bit of joking around and stuff, but people always have something to say. Right. So, you know, like Mitchie can, you know, Eric Wellwood was another one that was like, worked so yeah. much here, Dalton Prout, right. Like we got so, every aspect of things. So the kids can learn. That's what I love. Yeah. And I think that's what you're that's alluding what to. It's yeah. like, but even on the ice, right. It's, um, the experience of teaching like this, this here, what you're doing doesn't work because, at this level, this happens. Oh, okay. Um, but the the guys are so relatable to the kids, and they, they, they like them, right? So they want them to do well. So you've got, uh, you know, the guys are so good when, when a kid comes up and asks, you know, we got kids talking about NCAA versus uh, Canadian Hockey League because they have that issue. We have uh, kids that are playing first year that had a good year that, and some that didn't. And, you know, Mitchie was one that his first year in the OHL, he didn't, he goes, I don't know what it's like. So opposite of what Charlie is, he goes, I don't know what it's like to not play on the first line because I went, he, he was drafted the same year as John Tavares in the OHL. They were roommates. And uh, he goes, I don't know what it's like. I was on the first line. He goes, I scored 40 goals first year. So I don't know how to relate to that, your kid. 
He goes, but I play. Then Hunter Smith goes, well, yeah, I didn't get to make it my first year, and I grinded it out. And 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 like all the stories, just like the kids learn so much if they're paying attention. But then I, that also the other thing is, is you can look at the professional atmosphere mm-hmm. and the attitude. And, and, uh, like, like what I love watching with my coaches, like Welly was like that, uh, Mitchie, um, and, and Hunter like that right now, but we do the stuff. Like if we do a small area game or we do some kind of battle drill, they're in it to win it because it's, it's bred in them. Right. And, and the more intense that something gets, the more intense the guys get, like the instructors because like, it's actually game time mm-hmm. and it's a real lesson to learn is like, wow, this guy's really serious about winning. Right. Mm-hmm. And competing at the right time and stuff like that. It gets there's just so many lessons here. Yeah. Off we'll, ice stuff, like everything. Oh yeah, and that's to the point that we always talk about the environment. It's like this is the environment. It's so awesome, man. Like people that haven't been able to experience that kind of that kind of place. It's and everyone says it like I get two days in, I'm getting messages from parents already about how much their kids are enjoying yeah. doing the camp. And of course, because you got all these guys that did exactly what your kid thinks he wants to do. Yeah. You know, we've all done it to some degree, to some in some way more or less that is relatable yeah. and is going to be similar to a path they go down. So we get to see, look at these kids and we get to see us and them kind of thing. Like when they're at the beginning of the journey and we get to help facilitate that, you know, which is such yeah. a cool thing. Well, the other, the other awesome thing is, is we have a group of older kids that are really good with the younger kids. And, and I'm not talking about, Hey, Hey buddy, how are you? And rubbing their head. It's actually, like, for example, Charlie had his, the boots out one day, right, with his number and his name on it. And his, his kid was looking at it going, looking, no, looking at it, just kind of like didn't want to touch, didn't want to see. But, it, you know, what's a kid, what's going through a kid's head? That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Coolest thing ever thing. Everything matches. They got the logo on everything. They got the name and the number. So he went over that <laughs> and explained to them, well, yeah, yeah, this is what happens. And they fit your feet and all this stuff. And it's like that's really cool for you got to remember when you're a 10 year old or a 14 year old kid and or you're a couple years away or that's next year if you do it right and you get the inside scoop and the, the and, and this person that you're actually looking up to is spending the time just to talk to you right yeah. and then they get jacked because wow but anyways my, my my point is that we've got those 17 18 year olds and, and smitty and them that are just in the in late 20s that are filtering the attitude down to the kids and it's it's a contagious, uh, it's contagious. No, and we, we talked about it in that last, uh, last episode that we did or the next episode that's coming out, I forget which one. Um, but we talked about that kind of feeder system of like kind of, you know, some of these, these really top soccer organizations in Europe have this like club system where they like feed one into the next, into the next. And that's kind of what we're effectively creating here is we have the, the, guy that's been doing it the longest being you like kind of setting the tone and then it trickles down to the next layer of guys to the next layer of guys to me and us when we you know we started working with charlie and those kids when they were 10 11 12 now that they're in the ohl they've got the attitude now they have the same attitude they got the humility they're not dicks to kids they they talk to people they interact they don't act like they're too good for anything because they know if they do that then i'm going to be sitting at the table right there telling them to knock it off or in whatever colorful language I use. Right. And so now they get to push that onto the next group of kids. Now those kids that are going to end up being the junior, the OHL, the college players could have that same attitude as well. Right. So it's just, it's the success breeds success. The energy breeds the energy and that kind of stuff. And it's all day 
it's every day and it's just freaking awesome man it's been the first week it was just it was buzzing it was really really great to be a part of and i, I want to get like a little bit more into to some details about exactly what we were doing unless you have well there's other... just another thing that yeah. I, I and we've talked about this probably a hundred times but it's so important so <laughs> you could go into like you watch in here and you created that with the kids like we always did logs and we, we always do that like a natural thing dalton taught a lot of the kids little things like on the ice Dalton and Zach would be the first ones to help pick up pucks and then other guys wouldn't. And I point that out. It's like, this is not how the world works. Yeah. So now like, you know, the, the guys that get it just automatically don't, don't assume that they're not a rookie. I love it, man. Like with the log books is everybody, everybody pretty much comes in here and writes their stuff down. And I know at first they were probably like, okay, Eric told us to, but like, Hey man, my son and Seabass and the McPherson, all the all the all of them. When it comes down to the draft day, right? Have have you been working out? Yeah, here's my book. <laughs> Thumb through, and D Dalton Dalton said that was one of the reasons he got drafted. Eh? Mm -hmm. so he met with he met with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. It was like shortly before the draft, and he was like an older guy in the OHL. And they said, "What about your workouts and stuff?" He goes, "Oh, I got them right here," and he wrote them down and. And he goes, I think that's the thing that they said, okay, this guy's serious. So anyways, my point of that is that like when you see your leaders come in with, and, and the food that everyone eats, oh, right? Yeah. There's not a, there's not a piece of junk in here. Yeah. Like the yeah. worst thing that someone eats in this place is protein bars and that's the environment. So all of a sudden kids are following your diet to a T the best they can. They've got their log books. They, they take care of their, uh, of the ice stuff. They're t speaking to each other like hockey players. And it's like an atmosphere that just cannot be replicated. I don't think. Yeah. It's amazing. One and moving on to like kind of a, kind of the setting the tone piece we had, cause I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to post, I'm trying to post some more stuff so people can see, cause we haven't really been doing that a whole lot. Like we kind of just talk about it, but we don't really show it. And yeah, so for me, and I'm going to defend you and me for this yeah. is because I don't want anyone to know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I so, do. Yeah. yeah. So I'm explaining that to people. I don't, I, the reason I don't do social media too much is because I don't really care about getting a like. That's not what I'm, I, I'm doing this for. I, I, I don't want that. And I don't want like, and in the context of me, if I'm doing like, if, if someone sees a clip of one of our drills or me speaking on a drill or whatever, it's like, it's just this clip that means yeah. nothing. And it's like, you need to experience, but now having said that, which, and this is what I understand is that people don't know what they don't know if they don't see it. Yeah, especially in 2022. Mm -hmm. exactly. Is that what it is? 222. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so. well, and that's kind of why I want to because we talk about it and like people listen to the podcast and uh, for a lot of people who have found us from places all over, they've never actually seen it in action. So it's like they don't know. Like these guys could just be talking out their ass or whatever. So, anyways, I've been posting. I've been posting some stuff, just like kind of the, some of the drills are doing, some of the workout stuff. And we, I've had a couple of nice clips of you just on the ice, like talking and and to the boys, like when you bring them in and stuff like that, and. I had two, one that I, one that I really liked was, uh, you were talking to the kids, you brought them in and you were talking about kind of the energy thing, right? How it was just kind of flat. Nobody's really talking all that kind of stuff. And, and you can see it in how we, as the instructors behave, like we bring them, we bring the heat. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about that, that side of things on ice, off ice, why it's important, like why that's something that is so critical, such a critical piece to how we run things. 
and what it can do for kids when they actually start to have that, have a voice, have some energy, have some life, get a little bounce to them and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. Like there's a, there's every now and then, every now and then when you're, when you're coaching or you have a player, because someone doesn't speak loudly or, or carry themselves like in a really fast, enthusiastic manner, doesn't mean that they don't have it, mm-hmm. but they need to be aware of that. Right. But every now and then you get a group of kids like they might have like like we have one. And that's why I said it for that group. I was like frustrated now because it's been not just a couple of times. It's like most of the time it's a very quiet session. But even in here, they're quiet. Right. That's not doesn't make them bad people or bad hockey players. But but when you are playing this game or when you're with in front of a coach. And that's why I always say to them when I'll say, you got it, guys. And it's quiet. So that to them, that means, yeah. To me, it means I didn't know if you heard me. Right. I'm the coach. I need a response. Right. Um. So, anyways, if if you're if you're quiet, these guys have a, a they come on the ice all the time, and it's like you know, there's a dead sound. Yeah. And unless there's a hit, but even when a when when you're moving pucks and stuff, there's still a dead sound. <laughs> right. It's a lack of energy sound, and it's like you can't even play hockey as well. You can't. Mitchie, the first day, told them he goes what. Charlie, what what's missing with these guys in front of them? Eh? He goes, no one talks. So I know there's some coaches out there who say that you don't speak because you'll tell the other team where you are. Well, that's stupid. So on the ice, it was quiet. This group was quiet at all times. So we we're, were talking about they don't uh, they don't talk at all. They don't call for pucks. <laughs> so what happens is it's like dead ice. It'll drive you nuts. You think it's you. Right. So I, I teach that all the time, but it's not just about being on the ice. Like anyway, let's just talk about on the ice. If you're not talking, it's quiet and you're just hearing pucks and it's like there's there's no energy. So I called them in just to say, like, here's the deal, guys. You got like I don't know if you're responding or not. So like, yes, no, or I, I don't know, coach. And it's okay to say either one of those things because if everyone gets it, then I assume we can go and get going here. If you don't, then I need to explain it again. And if you're not sure, then we'll, we'll deal with that. But we're calling for pucks and all that stuff. It adds energy. And, and I said, well, just watch what happens. It, instantaneously, the energy level and passes get better. Everything just gets better. Now, don't act like an ass, right? Right. But like appropriately call for pucks and chirp or a little bit w- within practices and stuff. But anyways, my point is, is energy. Energy is so important because you, what I was saying to them is that as a hockey player, but in anything, but I, our world is hockey, you can't like like if you walk into this room right now and it's really really cold you can sit here and, and sit and shiver and got grab me a sweater right grab me a sweater and and uh, uh you know like you, you deal with it or sweat too much or whatever and, but there's a thermometer on the wall right the thermometer doesn't know any better like you have to tell the thermometer what to do so you have to go there and say well it's too cold so i'm gonna make it hotter or it's too hot i'm gonna make it colder right but, it, but when you're playing hockey, you can't be the thermometer or the thermostat, whatever it's called, right? It's, all it's doing is telling you what, it, what, it, what the temperature is. You have to control the temperature. So don't wait for someone else to motivate you. Don't wait for someone to be the energy when you're on the ice. You have to come every day with that energy. And, and, and um, it's not, I, I'm not talking about the cheerleading. I'm not talking about that. But even your physical the way you walk around, the way you skate around, the way you react, the way you look at a coach in the eye, there is an energy that needs to take place. And if you don't have that energy, don't wait for Seabass to give it to you to say, "Oh, we need to tap for pucks." That should be in your in your uh, DNA. 
right? So that you're you're here to work, you're here to be uh, attentive and, and learn and, and whatever it is. That's me. So when you bring that energy, everybody, it's it's a contagious. It's just yeah. absolutely contagious. But so is when you fall asleep on the ice or you right. fall asleep in the gym. When you're when you're when you're uh, low low energy guy, it just it affects everybody. So like just to create a better environment for you and for your teammates and everything is be energetic. And I'm like I said, I'm not talking about uh, being a cheerleader, but I'm just like, hey, hey, how you doing? A good handshake. Move a little faster. Uh, hold the head up high. Like have good body language. Have all those things that 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 are contagious. And and but it's just a really simple thing, right? If you sit like this with your shoulders down, you will start getting tired. If you sit up with your head up and you have some posture, then you feel like you have a little bit more man to you. Yeah. Right. And it's the same with on the ice, right? You start act as if it's important and, and speak and, and, and bang sticks and, and, and call for pucks and stuff. Then all of a sudden your physiology takes over. Yeah. So that's all I was saying about that is like you, you, and the only one that could control that is you. And I'll give you another example this morning because I've, I've been on the ice so much. Um, and I, I slept okay last night, but I had good sleep this week, by the way, all, all week, but nice. <laughs> Important. important but this morning i woke up and i'm like okay i i, I want to go to i, I got to get to the gym i got to get my workout in so i got here and my body's tired i'm skating my feet are sore everything right so i got on the bike to warm up and i was about 15 20 minutes in and i said maybe i'll just bike today because that's the brain now right and then i said well you can do that and not work out or you could just do it because i know what happens once you start moving you move so i had an incredible workout today so it's the same thing. Some days you might not feel like I need to call for pucks or I need to have the energy, but you have to just do it, get going, and then you create your own energy. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Right? That's what I'm saying yeah. is you have the ability to choose that. So like this morning with the workout, it wasn't whether I felt like doing it or I could talk myself. Oh, it's like you have a choice, make the choice. That's what it was. You have a choice, make the choice. And I made the right choice. So you have an ability to do that every day when you're playing hockey, being in the dressing room, working out. Yeah, right? exactly. And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean the raw raw stuff either. Some guy because some guys have that, some guys don't. Some guys can be a little bit raw raw. Some guys aren't so raw raw. That doesn't mean that you can't bring the heat with however however you feel most comfortable bringing the energy. You can still bring it, and that could just be standing up looking somebody in the eye having a little bit of an intensity to you giving a guy a little bit of a shot giving a guy a bit of a chirp whatever it is it doesn't mean you have to be yelling it doesn't mean that you have to be the loudest person in the room that's not what that bring the energy means it just means have some life to you however that works with your personality because we got a guy that uh, i'm thinking of as griff that we talk about a lot and he's a guy where it's like i can't tell if he is has any life to him or not because he's very quiet he's soft-spoken He's kind of more reserved seeming to himself, but he's not. If you watch him in the gym, he's actually got some zip to him. Oh, absolutely. And he, he, he chirps guys. He throws a couple shots. If you're walking by, he'll give you, he'll tap you on the opposite shoulder to try to fake you out. Like he does this little stuff that just brings some life to the room without being the guy that's always yelling the obnoxious. loudest, right? And obnoxious. Like my kid, even yeah. though you hear this freaking guy yapping all the exactly, time. Exactly. Right? But it's good. It's, it's good. If that's part of your personality, yeah. but we're not, I'm not sitting here saying like you have to 
No. If you've never t- talked, you have to be the loudest guy now. It's just there's yeah. a way to do it yeah. that works for the room and brings yeah. the life up, you know? Yeah. Well, but this is like we're talking about the whole system, right? Like it's the instructors. It's the uh, – oh, yeah. It's everybody in the in the in in involved in us need to have that. So like it doesn't have to be your words. Your body language will speak volumes, right? So I had an instructor a long time ago. He didn't he couldn't understand why I didn't want him to work with me anymore. But he'd be on the ice and any like he was it was just he looked bored. And he said he wasn't. I said, but but you look it. You're like when you yawn several times, maybe yeah, because we're on the ice early, you didn't sleep. But that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. When you're yawning, that's not a good. Um, body language yeah, sign. Not a good message to send. Yeah. yeah. Or when a player or a coach is is like feeling a little tired, or or their body language is if there's a net there and they're leaning on it because, you know what I mean? They're leaning on a net instead of being in a ready position, if you want to call it that. Then you're showing me like, okay, your give a shit meter's low, or you don't really care about this right now, and that's energy sucking, right? Or an instructor or one of our guys working here, if they every time someone walks in, they're just sitting there and. They don't have a proper hello. Yeah. Hey, boys. How's it going? High five. Like, if it's not a welcoming thing, then the kids are not going to feel welcoming. Like, there's there's, there's there's walls you can put up just because you lack energy. Yep. So, what's great is, like, so the point is everyone here, we've, we've learned that energy is key. There's some days I don't feel like saying hi. Trust me. I'm mean, not in the greatest mood, but I know that that kid needs someone to say hi. And, and, and you know that, that they need someone to give them a high five or a knuckle, not because they're hurting for it, but that's what we do here, man. Yeah. We're here. And I think that, that's Let's the, go. That's the first ingredient of the, the atmosphere that you want to try to create when you're in that training environment, whether it's gym, ice, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's, it's so important. So I wanted to go on to talk a little bit about um, the, a little bit more of the on ice type of stuff. We, I mean, it kind of transfers to off ice as well, but we'll stick with the on ice cause you've been on the ice all week and just to get some more thoughts on it. I kind of want you to s- try to, if you can put into words like your philosophy on the ice when you're talking about training in the off season. So that could be in how you approach the players, how you progress the sessions, how you theme sessions, what kids could, should kind of be focused on or what your plan is for this. This is like the six week busy chunk of what exact, what kind of thing you're going through as the coach and like kind of the philosophy that you're, trying to on the ice that you're trying to trying to set over the next six weeks and just like in whichever way you want to go in from the coaching perspective on on that kind of stuff well just from a program perspective the first the first week we're in july now like everything ramps up a little bit but but we're not we're not playing and we're not i'm not worried about their uh (laughs) that they're totally in uh game shape yet so i'm not bagging them or anything like that what i'm doing is a lot of repetitions like this week I, i spent most of our time on still refining skills uh, and I'll be doing that for the next another week or two, right? So what I mean by that is we are not in just slow motion phase. We're we're picking up the pace a little bit now for the next two three weeks, but it's still going to be a uh, a more skill based thing. So, but I still want to make sure that we're doing relevance to hockey, right? Like not relevant. I don't mean that. I still want to have some game situational stuff. So I'll, most of the drills are. Uh, so last week was I wanted to get a, a pace of good touches of passing in different situations, and I'm still doing a lot of uh, shooting, but there was a little bit more movement and a little bit with, with purpose though. So what I did is I put a lot of things that uh, uh, well interesting shooting. So what is shooting? So that's what I, that's what I've changed a lot with these kids is because I realize you could shoot a puck perfectly all the time, like in practice. 
which is almost doesn't make sense. So I've been spending a lot of time with the kids collecting bad passes or poor passes or awkward passes and making them find a way, which with our help, to get rid of that puck quickly, hard and, and fast without any extra movements, right? So it's, it's a different type of skill building. So you're shooting a lot of pucks, but like sometimes the perfect way to shoot is not the way to shoot. So I've been spending a lot of time doing that. And then I've been, I've been incorporating that with moving with the puck, getting some bad passes and stuff, because that's most of the time your passes are going to be kind of shitty. So it's collecting bad passes or rims and stuff like that. And then, and then doing it with your feet moving. That's, that's the other piece. The other thing I'm incorporating with that is, and, and well, the next week I'm going to be incorporating a little bit more perfect stuff. So good and bad put together and uh, awkward. Um, and what was I going to say about that? Oh, and then of course, I want to spend a lot of time on small area stuff because I think it's very, very important that once we do skill, that we do incorporate small area or battle games so the kids are thinking. And it's not it's not full full ice, right? It's the smaller area so that they're thinking and they're making plays and they're working on skills that we're working on. So that's that. And then for the next, the, the following three weeks after that, it's going to be uh, a lot more flow drills and battle drills, like two-on-ones, one-on-ones, three-on-twos, but with purpose defensive zone coverage and forechecking and stuff. And then we're going to finish off with everything. will look more like a game. Yeah. Awesome. So I, I want to go, um, one, actually one of the games people can look at cause I, cause I like this game. I hadn't seen it. I actually hadn't seen it until. I know, you only heard uh, about it. Yeah. We ju- I just posted it on, uh, the power tech hockey Instagram channel. It's called, uh, long and skinny. That's what game. we call it. <laughs> yeah. That's what, we, that's what we call it. It's, uh, so it's, it's just, it's great. It's great that small area stuff because you teach something like, hey, you need to be able to get rid of a puck and then you're putting them right into the situation where yeah. they can actually use it. And this kind of goes to my next question. I wanted you to talk a little bit about the – something we always say when we talk is you need to make sure that your skills actually transfer in the game. Yeah. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about that that game transferability and like from a coaching perspective, how you make sure that that's actually occurring. Because a lot of people I look at, because I see some of these other guys that do their skill videos and stuff like that. And everyone advertises that, right? Yeah. Like game yeah. applicable skills and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's, it's one thing to say it. It's one, another thing to actually do it because people will say, yep, everything that we're going to do is going to apply to a game. And then you watch their, their actual drill that they post and it's 15 cones with two passes and a spinning jump and then a shot on net at the end or whatever. So I want you to talk a little bit about that, that kind of game transferability and how, what that actually means from a, from a coaching and a, and a skill development perspective. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a good question because it's, um, you could say we, everything we do resembles a game. Yeah. You're skating and you have a puck on your stick and you're shooting the puck and you're passing the puck, but it's actually not what you, how you would do it in a game. Mm-hmm. Cause I'll watch, you know, it's amazing. And this is what I'm aware of. Like if I'm going to put a drill on the ice and say, this is what I do, I would make sure I dial everything in that like, this is actually how I do it. Because when I watch and probably to the naked eye and make eyes can be naked, um, <laughs> To the naked eye, it's like, oh, that's a pretty intense drill. Like, and it could be intense, but like, there's nothing about it that does resemble a game. And then if you look at like how they're, like, I, I'm just thinking of one that you've shown me a couple of times. I'm like, well, okay, that's cool. But like, would you ever come out of that turn like that with one hand and you'd be like hurrying up to get something done, but like, you, you've never, you're not protecting the puck at all. If you went actually turn that way in a game, anytime, you're going to get your head taken off. If you actually shot a puck like that, 
like you're shooting wrong. Like I don't care what, because you have all the time in the world, you're telegraphing and it's way out here or whatever. And I could pick out all the little details that are wrong. So from the simplest form, we can do, we can do a, uh, just a blue line series passing drill. And I can, you know, we're teaching from there. Like, like here's an example, right? Guys will pass the puck with a, with a, you know, sweeping the puck. And as I'm talking older guys, so it's telling me that you're not giving a shit about how you pass. Mm -hmm. So I fixed just how to get the puck off. Like, I always want guys to do touch passes, not not just leave it because you're not working a skill, but a touch pass because in a game, if you can get good at touch passing, you, you, you're making plays quick all the time, always calling for pucks. So those is at the simplest form, you're teaching game situation stuff. <laughs> On every drill, I give them an example of how I want you to shoot the puck. Because if you look at most people when they shoot a puck at a drill in, in any normal circumstance, is especially in a practice situation, is there's not an intent so a lot of guys will just come in and it's the old inside foot telegraphing the, pa- the the shot and hoping it where you're shooting the score, but you're not really shooting the score. So I dial in on that every single time that your feet are moving. Like I might give them an actual particular shot and I want it done in this pattern and this is why and always the why with it. So that, like so in, from the start to the finish of every drill, I always ask the kids to make sure that they pick out one thing that they want to work on for the whole practice, like really focus on that. But then on every drill, make sure that, you know, you're getting a quick start, that you're getting a hard pass, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But like if you're shooting a puck, I want you to have an intention today and shoot the puck properly. That means you're moving the feet and all that kind of stuff. So that's like the very basic stuff. Yeah. So like we were doing one the other day. It was, uh, so you'll see sometimes you'll see someone go collect a puck in the corner, right, on a dump in or a retrieval, offense, defense, whatever. And it's like, Go get the get the puck, and here's a pattern. Here's what I want you to do. Well, that's fine, but like, are you actually teaching how to retrieve retrieve a puck, like mentally, like are you shoulder checking and yes. all that stuff? Like a lot of guys that just do a fake for the camera, but it's like if you did that fake in a game, I just run you. <laughs> it's not obvious. So like teaching them how to do it, how to collect the puck so that they can make a play when it's on their stick turning the right way how to how to come out of turns how to create space how to weight transfer how to shoot the puck in that area maybe we can work on odd angle shots and stuff like that Um, but the bottom line is that at every point you should be teaching something that transfers into a game right but so you can and sometimes guys do it but they don't know they do it by accident but you have to teach why am i doing this drill why 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 Yes. So once the kids get why, then they actually understand a lot more. So for example, I was doing a station, not stationary, but like a a movement drill yesterday for shooting in my station and for the, for the 30 minute skill part after the little mini games. And I was having them shoot, collecting a puck from the forehand and just making a quick shift and then collecting one from the backhand, making a quick shift. And if, if you just do the drill, it looks fine. Right. But, I was, I was making sure, like, because I, I always watch and let them fail or let them do something well and say, that's how, or this is where you need to get better. But it was like a, the simplest thing of, the first thing was, is I want you looking at my eyes the whole time. Like, grab the puck, keep your eyes on my eyes until you see, and, and like scan through me to see the net. <laughs> so they, there's like some bobbles at first, of course. But then they didn't bobble. So there's an improvement, number one. Then the second thing was I ch- I was not changing everybody's, but I was making it more efficient for them to get across the ice or make certain movements and loading patterns and stuff like that. So that in a game, they're maximizing their shot and they're always seeing 
options and stuff like that. So the difference is, is that you can just do the drill or you can do the drill with three, four different things that you can get better at. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's very important. So that every drill you should be doing, you should making some, uh, you should be making improvement every single drill. And then it's like shooting the puck as well. Like in that particular drill, it's, uh, you know, there's, there's times where you need to lose contact with the puck to make contact with the puck. And there's other times where you should keep it, you should keep contact with the puck the whole time so that it comes off like a slingshot, depending on where you are and how you are. Right. It's about hiding the puck in your feet. Like there's so many d different things that you can teach. And, and, and that's what makes you a good instructor. And then a good student's going to listen to all the little details and ask questions. Right. And the kids that do get markedly better mm -hmm. quickly. So, so just I want to highlight a couple of things to what you're saying because you said a lot of stuff there. But I think that people think, meaning parents, players, and other instructors, that aren't necessarily of the highest quality because they don't know how to process this kind of information to teach it properly. They mistake running patterns or movement for game situation, right? So to your point, I could say, okay, you're going to go pick this puck up out of the corner, right? That's part of my drill. Any instructor can integrate that into one of their drills. You're going to go pick the puck out of the corner. And you could think as the instructor, because we're doing that, this is a game situation where you would go pick the puck up out of the corner. But to your point, if you don't explain or teach how to pick it up out of the corner properly or how to pick it up off the wall or how to take a rim properly, it's not game. You're not actually transferring that to the game. That's no, the just, difference. Just right? doing a pattern. And yeah, and that's the difference. Like just because you're doing a pattern that at certain points could resemble something that happens in the game, that doesn't mean you're teaching game transferable skills. Right. So you could rim a puck, but if you just get to go pick it up however you want and then turn off however you want and then go finish the rest of the cones however you want, you're not actually teaching the in-game part. Because as soon as you put pressure on that person or as soon as you put them in a situation where someone's coming to knock that puck off or get in your way or whatever the case is, now you get to see where the issues are with that skill. Right. And if you're not doing that, if you're just letting the guy run the route, that doesn't, it's not game transferable anymore. You've just removed that part of the skill building, even though you're saying that it is, you know? And that's kind of one of the big differences that I've noticed, even even with us, like, because I've been working here on and off for like 10 years. And even in the last, like just the last two and a bit since I started being here full time, I've even noticed that transition in how we talk about things together or you, you more than I, because you're the one on the ice. But when we just have conversations, it's the, the is this an actual game now? You know, because once you have your base level of skill, by the time you're like 14, 15, 16, it's like you can shoot the puck, you can stick handle, you can skate. You should have those down, right? So now we can either keep practicing things perfect, like you're saying, or we can say, how do we how do we utilize this skill set in non-ideal circumstances? And this is the difference between like learning in school and learning in real life, right? This is the difference between experience and the textbook. Because when you solve a math problem in class, it's always perfect scenario. You know, everything is ideal cases and you assume all of these things. But when you get in the game, there's no assuming anything. You don't know what's coming. You don't know from what angle. You don't know how fast. You don't know any of those things. And you have to still be able to apply that skill set. Otherwise, it's no good. There's no, there's no use for it, you know? And I think that's one of the big differentiators that I see with how you're doing things on the ice, you know? Yeah, it's a huge differentiator. But, but I'm always learning too, right? For sure. Because yeah. I, you know, I, I try to stu not study the game. Like, I'm not a, a systems guy and watch all that. If you ask me to break down a whatever game, who's doing what, I like, I got an idea. But, like, there's guys that are much better at that than me. 
but I could take like certain points of it, like the the, the many points of it. But I'm just not like there's I'm not the X's and O's guy. But anyways, well, one thing that I learned that was freaking phenomenal the other day that if I when I do this drill next week, people are gonna say, "What what are we doing?" But so I, I started doing a lot of. Uh, I really think that kids need to be better or better trained because it blows my mind a lot of times in OHL or whatever. I'll watch a kid, let's say there's a board battle or a loose puck. I'll see someone coming on top of a stick and like you get slashing or it's close to it or you break a stick or whatever. And it's like, it's kind of dumb. Not kind of, it is. So the skill, the art and the skill of getting under sticks to steal pucks, like I work on that a lot. You know, some of them I say, well, <laughs> you work on that? Yeah, yeah, I work on it a lot. I you know teach how to take that top hand off as a guy sometimes it's it's learning how to flick that stick and get pucks like when a, oh, you're getting a rim there's ways that if you get a puck on the wall and you got pressure on you so how do you take that rim that's different than taking a rim with no pressure so learning to stick your ass out and creating space if i can feel that guy i can control him if i can't feel him then i gotta think if his stick's in the way how do i control that can i kick it with my foot or do i need to use my stick like all these different things right so i was doing this one just like a very simple takeaway drill so i was showing the kids the first time and I had Mitchie, who's 5'9", who's third-round pick to the Leafs, goal scorer, heavy guy, right? So he's about 5'9", 200, right? So I said, Mitchie, here, let's just show the kids how to do it. So I went, and I wasn't putting a lot of pressure on my stick, right? So underneath, took my puck like we were doing a drill. So I went to take the puck from him. I couldn't do it. Not because I couldn't do it. Not because I didn't have the skill to do it, because he is so heavy on his stick. Like, he has trained himself, like, because think about it. He had, so here's the thing. Not everybody's the same. So Aaron Ekblad can go in corners and use his reach. Dale Mitchell is five foot nine and he's stocky. So what does he have to do? He can't do the same thing as everyone else. So when this guy has taught himself, and he said he learned it in pro mostly, but he's taught himself that when he's controlling pucks and corners and stuff, that he has to put, if he's 200 pounds, he's got to put 400 pounds on the thing so no one could take it. So now he can control the puck with his body and be heavy on that stick and they can't lift. So I, I learned because I've never had a stick that heavy. So I was like, wow. So I go, Charlie, go meet with him. Five minutes, learn this skill. Because not that, not that Charlie necessarily will need that, right? But he's a big boy. He but plays. He, he definitely no, 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 no. But I'm not saying that he necessarily has to learn how to put 400 pounds on a stick. Oh, right. Yeah. Because he's his body's bigger. bigger yeah, yeah. But it definitely might be a skill that yeah. might be benefit him totally because right. now instead of being see skill is not necessarily getting in that corner and taking that puck and going chicky 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 boom coming out with the puck That's right. skill could be okay here we go getting your ass out being heavy on that stick and just being able to control with a heck of a lot less work and then once you get where you want it you put the puck where you need or you can dart out that's right so it's not about you see what i mean that's a good point man because skill that's that's the other thing about skill right skill people think stick handling ah. toe drag bar down part like, of it that's that's part of skill yeah. that's one element of skill you know, but that guy that you can't get under his stick because he's so strong. The only the time, and this is funny too. That when I played, I started playing center in university. My yeah. my second year in the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. I remember I was playing a fourth line or a third line center through the through the playoffs. And I had my only job was to forecheck like a, yep. you know what, yep. and don't lose faceoffs, man. Mm -hmm. And this was the first time I ever learned that about being hard on your stick. Because mm -hmm. people say it, right? People yep. say you got to be hard on your stick. Be heavy. Yeah, be heavy, all that kind of stuff. But until you experience doing it. So I had, I forget who it was that was teaching me because I wasn't always, an, I wasn't a natural centerman. And whoever it was that was teaching me taking face-offs, 
it was that they were explaining like, dude, you're actually a pretty big kid. If you get low and you lean on your stick, yeah. you will not lose a face off yeah. unless somebody outsmarts you yeah. to pick it off you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No one's going to get on top. Like in terms of a muscle to muscle battle, they won't win. And I remember I would do that. We would it'd be a D zone draw. And I'd be like, if this guy's going to play a little poke trick to get the puck around me, yeah. I, then a D's coming because they know I'm playing heavy on the face off. Yeah. I'm going to lean on it. And yeah. that was the first time I'd ever learned that skill. Yeah. And I was good at face-offs out of nowhere. I was yeah. not a natural centerman. And it was like, just because I'm heavy on my stick, I'm good at face-offs. Now that's a skill. That's not, so huge that, skill. it's not toe drag 360 deke on the goalie skill, mm -hmm. but it's a skill, yeah. you know? And, and that's a really good point. But Go this is the thing. Like the, when, like, so we just, we watched the draft, right? The, the other night we watched the, watched the draft. You see who gets drafted and it's like, People just assume like, well, Shane Wright was supposed to be first overall. He didn't, but let's just say he's first, first, he's fourth overall. People either say, well, he didn't have the year that he's not as good as they said he was, or well, why, why didn't he go first overall? Because he's got the best skill. But it's like there's so many other things. So that's what I'm saying about the kids is like get something. Do you could you could have a a guy out there that isn't flashy, but. Guys, if you'll just look every time he's in the corner, who has the puck, who comes out with the puck. I play with a guy named Ross Wilson. He went first round to Peterborough, second, third round to um, L.A. And he was that guy. He And I was talking to Jeff Tui, who's a scout for Florida. We were talking about Ross a little bit. And <laughs> Ross uh, was had this 6'1 uh, body. He had an ass the size of a dump truck. And uh, not not pretty. Not Couldn't sk skate well. Not pretty, but this guy would get into corners, get his ass out, and protect pucks. Okay, so he couldn't skate. Nothing fancy about this guy, second-round pick or third-round pick to the LA Kings because he did that one simple thing. So skill comes from a lot of different uh, flavors. Yeah, for sure, man, and that's that's a really important thing. And then to your point, you, you mentioned something when you were talking there. You said, like, not everybody's the same, you know? Different guys need different things. Different guys need different things in their plan and how they're learning things. And I think that's another thing that you're good at doing. And that's something that I, I try to do in the gym with guys too is you modify things to fit the player you're talking to. You know, the one example I love you, you're talking about one of the young guys you work with who's like just a meat potatoes kid, nothing smooth about him. And you're just like, dude, simplify, simplify, because that's, that's how you're going to be successful with how you play. And, and you'll stand out like that. It's not selling yourself short. It's not saying you're not playing with skill. It's you're adapting to what your strengths are. This is how you should be playing, you know? And I try to do the same thing with guys in the gym. If they can't do a trap bar deadlift as well as the next guy because they re have really long limbs, then we have to make a change. we got to do something a little bit different, you know? So on that kind of note, I wanted to talk a little bit about the kind of the coach-player relationship. And when particularly not not so much as like if you're a head coach but it can kind of be that too but more as like a trainer as a skills coach how you change things or how you adapt drills or how you come up with plans depending on kind of who you're working with and that kind of thing how do i come up on plans on who, depending on who i'm working with yeah so okay so for example at the start of the when you get here in the morning oftentimes you come out and say hey charlie like i'm thinking of doing this today are there any drills you want to do that are like this or do you want any change is this work for you kind of thing that kind of stuff and then you go ask the next kid that walks in the door i think i'm going to do this or if you have guys coming from normally it's the big boys are the ones that you ask that kind of help shape the practice so it might be a guy like denny gore or whoever it's like thinking of working on this today what do you think that kind of stuff so talk a little bit if you can however you want about kind of that dynamic and how you, what you think about that yeah I, I think it's the most important thing 
like, first of all, I, I know, so, so first of all, as, a, as an instructor or a, a teacher or a coach, you have to have your plan, right? So my theme, I always call it a theme. What's my theme for the week, month, or day, right? So my theme last week was mostly to get the, a good pace of passing, good crisp passing, uh, to, so that we can collect for the rest of the summer and just get a good, you know, good, uh, I don't know what the freaking word is right now tired <laughs> so that was number one number two my next my next thing was to get um a lot of shooting like a lot of shooting but i wanted my shooting to be as as realistic as possible and the, the most realistic you can get in shooting is to make the passes shitty right and, and from bad angles and from uh situations where you're under duress so i haven't used that word in a while that's a good right? word so that was that and then i wanted to incorporate small area games so there's competition okay so Having said that, that's what we're going to do. Now, within that, Charlie Seabass, Denny, whatever, in this, in these drills, I said that these, this is the theme I'm going to have. Is I'm, I'm looking at doing this, this, and this, right for the passing, because I want a lot of touches. And then they either say yeah or hey, can we do this one? Hundred percent. Right. And then the shooting, I want this, and I want, and, and sometimes they go, I, I, we did that last week. I go, okay, but. If we want to change, we'll change. But if you, if well, I'm thinking this because in this situation, I want you guys to get a lot better. They go, yeah, okay, but can we do it like this, like the last time this way or this way or or yeah, coach, that's that, that makes sense. So so I got them on my team, right? And then the small area games, I could say or or a game, I could say, okay, we're gonna go play the long skinny game today, and they can say, well, I don't want to play long skinny. I want to just uh, I want I'd rather do skills or whatever. So for me, it's important to have like here's my theme. It's like here's you go to a buffet. You don't, you don't need everything. It's just pick what you would like to have, yeah. you know, within within what you have. So I just think as a coach, I become um, I, I become a better coach if I'm doing things that they're actually wanting to do. They're still doing what I want to do, but they're they're they have a say. And I would rather the kids come out and have a session where it's a ninety percent them, right? then it's all about what I think you should do because at the end of the day, they're going to buy in. And then if they have a little bit of, if they have a little bit of voice in, in, the, in, right. in the day, then they're going to enjoy their day more because they, they take a little bit more ownership. Right. Hmm. So then now, now it's the teachable moments. They, they were on the same page. It's a lot easier to teach these guys. And it's, it's, uh, and then, you know what? And I can go up to, so this is just reality, right? So if you've got, 100 people or 20 people let's just say the percentile <laughs> out of the percentile you've got leaders that are going to make two to five percent of the people you're going to have the people that follow in the middle and you're going to have the people that are just there that are just there or you get people that go with the flow and then you got people that follow no matter what yeah so if i go if i go and ask those questions to the the middle people they're going to say what uh, that's the answer yeah well whatever coach whatever, yeah. they don't have a clue that's right not that they don't have a clue they just uh they 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 don't have a voice they're just not that type of guy if i go to the it'll get be the same answer with the lower level so you go to your leaders cuz they all follow the leaders all these kids follow them and whatever they do and they're better players typically mm -hmm. so you go to those guys and they they help you design the best practice yeah. or the best training yeah and this this transfers to on ice, off ice, 100%. anything like, the and you do it with the gym exactly because this this kind of what my point is yeah. is that as the coach, you're not a dictator, right? It's a it's a bit of a democracy. Like you're still the one that's making the executive decision, yeah. 
but you're taking everyone's opinion into account because the plan that people will follow is the plan that they like to do. That's right. Right. So even in the gym, like I have the workout stuff, but I always ask them like, how are we feeling today? Are we good for this warm up? This warm up? I know you guys skated four times or I ask you like, or I ask you, I'm like, are you guys skating a lot today? Like what? That's right. Because it needs to be something that works, right? It needs to be something that works in real life, not just works in theory on the paper that I wrote it. Right. right. So if I come in and, and I'm talking to, gavin and he says ah dude like my hand is hurting right now like i can't grip this whatever it's like okay we got to make a change so that this still works for you so you don't come in here and hate your life yeah hey boys i'm gonna do testing at 8 a.m on saturday is that good for you guys it's like "Eh, we're kind of bagged okay we'll make it at one and we're still kind of okay we'll do it next week like these are the and it's that it doesn't mean that you're letting them tell you what to do. And it doesn't mean that if they're just being babies about it, that you don't just do it anyways, but it's reading the room, right? That's kind of what, that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting at is you have to read the group. You yeah. have to read the room. And there's a difference between guys are being soft and being babies and don't want to work hard. And okay, we actually need to make a change because that would be better for the progress that we're trying to make because that's the point of our off season. Yep. That's the point of what we're trying to do. Yep. You know, so that dynamic of being able to communicate with your guys and get their feedback, whether it's all the guys or whether it's the leaders that kind of speak on behalf of the guys or whatever it is, you have to have that as a coach. You have to be able to yeah. do that. And that's what makes the guys want to be around that. Yeah. You know, everyone always talks about how do we get buy-in? Like you need your guys to buy in. That's how you get the buy-in, man. Yeah. Let them help shape what they're doing. Let them take some ownership and My some God. responsibility, you know? My God. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the boys were asking me uh, yesterday before we went on the ice, Andy, you ever do CrossFit? And I go, uh, no, not, not really. I, I kind of do a version of my own once in a it, while. Yeah. Like it's kind of whatever they say, oh, how come you don't do it? And I said, well, number one, I just feel I'm not bashing it, by the way. I think CrossFit, just so I can do both sides there. Yeah. <laughs> I think CrossFit's been, is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's done a great job of getting a lot of people that have never moved into a, a movement. It's uh, in getting fit, so that's that's really good. But for my own personal opinion, not opinion, my own personal thing is I feel like Olympic lifts are not designed to do reps of eighty or sixty. Yeah, there's okay. there's a reason. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a power movement stuff. So that's one. The other thing is that I don't like someone telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've got a brain, and I and if I go into gym and the unknown is today you're doing five hundred burpees, this that the other thing. I'm like. I don't want to. Oh, you mean like the you walk in the gym and the workout of the day is on the board? <laughs> yeah, the unknown. Thing? It's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is what you're doing today. And, right. and, and well, maybe I, my body doesn't feel it. But if that's the program, it's like, well, I don't yeah. want to. It's like, the, then I that not quit, but it's like, I, it's not going to be effective. So I use that example as the same thing as hockey. It's like, some days you just don't feel like being told what to do all the time. Mm. So having a voice, if you have a, ch- if you have a chance to, to, to voice your opinion or voice a, a thought and it's respected. It's like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Right. Or if you, so if you went to the CrossFit gym and you said, Hey, can I, can I just change this a little bit to make it less, less burpees and more maybe a whatever. Yeah. 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 You can do it this way. It's like, Oh, okay. This is cool now. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And then the other, the other piece to all that stuff is that, which I, what I think is very, very important is that relationship that you have with your kids. And it needs to be with every one of them. And there's like, I don't mean that you have to go and, and, and take everybody out for a lunch and know everybody inside out, but there has to be a connection with every single kid. And I do it with, I'm telling you every, you know, every yeah, single man, kid. Sure. And there's kids like, I don't know, like there's a couple of new kids that I've never seen before. And it's like, I could very easily, cause I know that this one's going nowhere. 
So I could very easily just take the money and go, yeah. But I, hey, where'd you, where'd you play last year? Where'd you do? Yeah, where are you going this year? Whatever. And I, I, I help fix things so that he feels comfortable, number one. Because it's a couple things. He's here. He paid me. The other thing is he paid to get better, so I, I need to do that. The other thing is he's going to tell people that it was good, bad, or ugly. Oh, it's everything I heard it was, or it was, yeah, it was all right. So that's that's important too. But the kid needs to feel like, like someone gave a shit, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the leaders are kind of a whole different, not, not necessarily just the leaders, but everybody needs to know. But there was one leader, one of the leaders on the ice the other day, I went up to him and I said, hey, I was able to watch you play quite a bit this year, right? Because he played against Charlie. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I really enjoyed watching you play. He goes, really? He's good. <laughs> but he was like, I, I saw like an insecurity in him. He's not sure if he's that good. Unreal, eh? Yeah. So I said, yeah, I really enjoyed the way you played. I said, you know, for a guy that I assumed, because I didn't see you play as much, I thought you were going to be more just on the skill side. But I said, you're a tenacious man. He goes, you think so? I go, I know so. And I said, without being overly physical, you're tenacious. You're on those loose pucks, blah, 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 blah. And it's like he had a huge smile on his face, a 19-year-old guy. That, that, that's cool. Huge smile on his face. He's like, really? I, you're doing great. And I said, I think here's what I think you're capable of next year. And I think like I gave him a goal number. And he goes, you think so? I go, I know so. And that's like, I could have, I'm not me. As a coach, you could not say that. And you could go around with your scowl face yep. and say, ah, oh, we're doing this today because I'm the smart one and you're the dummy and you got a long way to go, son, before you ever meet up to my standards. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Or you could sit, go put yourself on his standard and, and, and know that everybody has a little bit of insecurity for the most part. And everybody is okay with a pat on the back or a little bit of encouragement or something, a little bit of gas in the tank. And I know for a fact, even though that's not why I was doing it, I know for a fact that that go, is going to go a long way with this guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and the trust. That's what I was just going to say. Right? It's like now you've just shown as the coach that you actually have taken an interest. And this is why, like, for me, and you don't, you don't do it for this reason. Like, you do it because you actu actually care. You're, it's not because you're looking for the payoff later. It's because as the coach, you actually care. Like, you know how many of those 07 games I went to watch this year? because I actually cared to go watch. It's not so that their mom sees me in the stands and thinks, hey, we should stay at Power yeah, Tech Eric here. It's like, I actually yeah. want to watch and see if you and guys want to get excited good. for the kid. Yeah, right? So yeah. that when they come in on Monday, I can say, hey, like, watch, watch the game on Saturday. Like, what'd you think? How'd, yeah. you, how'd you feel? Yeah. Like, I saw this, I saw that, like this kind of stuff. And you could, you could also see, like, you know what? Um, I'm making up a name here. Johnny Boy. <laughs> I dug deep for that one. Hey, Johnny boy, <laughs> in the gym, you move so well. I, but I got to be honest with you. I was a little surprised that your foot speed isn't where I thought it would be. So you know what? We can work on that and make you a better hockey player. Yep. Constructive criticism, yep. as they say in the real as world. As they say. I know. Cool, man. Mm -hmm. Well, I, was, I wanted to just kind of go over the, the first week, and maybe we'll, we'll, we can talk more about this as we really get in the, into the grind over the next few weeks. But I just want to give some people a little bit of perspective kind of on what we're doing with our camps but i just think it's a good a lot of good teaching things can come out of it because like i said at the start like it's freaking awesome man it's great yeah. to be a part of it. and it's a lot of fun so, so i just i wanted to wrap on that you got anything else you want to talk about to close off a bit about that or no well people I, yeah i'll finish off with this okay. something ridiculous i'm excited about, like this is what I, I i wake up every day just like you do you can you come to work you're fired up yeah, Candyland. it's yeah. it's it's like when you have a good thing it's the best thing right and that's why one of the reasons why it's so awesome is because there's, it's like energy, man. It's great. So it's the, it's the greatest place in the world, the greatest thing in the world. And 
that's all I got to say about that. Like, yeah. there's there's no uh, no secret to this, man. Yeah, it's the best. It's awesome, man. So yeah. I think for some of the people that are reaching out asking questions and stuff, obviously it's uh, if you if you're not local to come here, but if you have the means, if there's any way that you are interested in all coming out and like coming out to some of the camps, we'd love a couple of the kids actually that have uh, from quite a ways away have like reached out their parents have reached out talking well, about coming okay so let's be stuff. let's be honest because i've done like obviously I, I think if you've heard any of the podcasts that you've i've been around the world doing this stuff right so if you're very serious about it like we have to have a conversation and and it's not impossible at all you know but you got to be honest about it and we could put a plan together because i'm obviously 100 percent willing to go to wherever anywhere to do hockey but it's got to be it's got to be like it's got to make sense well yeah that but I, was, I was even talking about kids coming coming to here to make to make the trick here right either way but my whole point too just bringing bringing that up was just if you if you have an interest in on exploring it like we obviously were and you fit obviously with what the skill level and the levels of the camps and all that kind of stuff at, at any age just you guys can reach out and ask anytime and if it's something that's within your means whatever we want to get as many kids as possible into the environment like it's such a it's such an awesome thing man it's something i would have died to have if when i was when i was coming up so if uh whether you know we come to you or you come here or whatever the situation is if you're at all interested in that because some people have been asking then um feel free to reach out and we can try to make something work for you so hopefully that's uh somewhat helpful and interesting so i'm gonna leave it on that good good yep okay see you guys